Welcome to Mucky Landing, population 385 and a half. It's an odd little backwater in a lower, slower corner of the tiny state of Delaware, mostly known for being not too far from someplace you'd rather be. If you take a left turn at the Sheep Butt Road split while you're out looking for Joe Biden's beach house and you end up here, and that's how most folks find Mucky Landing, unless they were born here, you be sure to stop by the Mucky Landing Market, Diner, and Hardware Emporium at the corner of St. Jones and Broad and say hi to Virgil and Harmon. They own the place. If it's Thursday, be sure to order Harmon's Pig Parts with Scrapple Gravy on toast. Mucky Landing. Sort of a podcast. Season 1, Episode 3, Harmon's Dilemma. R-M-U-K. Mucky Landing. Okay, it says here. And we're back with this week's edition of All Mucked Up where we find out about all the exciting events happening this week in and around the Mucky Landing, Ditchwater, Greater Metropolitan Listening Area. Yeah, right. As if anything exciting ever happened in this shithole town. Anyway, I'm Darrell Bernstein. I got hired to answer the phones here at the radio station a couple of days ago, but I'm taking over this show for Mitch right now because he's shit-faced and I can't wake him up. I'm here with local artist... Myrtle Merkel. Hello. Not yet, Myrtle. I'm still talking. It says here, you're supposed to tell us about your upcoming art exhibit at the Fuzzy Duck Gallery down in Ditchwater. But first, I gotta ask you, what in hell possessed you to dye your hair that color? What? Oh, um, this is my natural... Oh, hon, don't even try to tell me that's natural. The world hasn't seen that color since MGM burned down Atlanta and gone with the wind. Just tell me the number on that box of Clairol so I don't buy it by mistake. No, really. This is my natural... Uh-huh, yeah. I can see we're playing fast and loose with the truth here today. So let's just move on. Next question. Should I call 911 about Mitch? I'm sorry. Mitch? Mitch Pohunk, the station manager. He's the one who's supposed to be interviewing you today. Why are you asking me? Because he's laying face down on that nasty-ass carpet under the desk in his office, and I can't wake him up. Well, then, yes, you should probably... You know what? Let's just wait until the break and go check on him then. Because right now, what I'm dying to know is what the hell you've done that's interesting enough to put on the radio. Besides coming up with a hair color previously unknown to the natural world. Oh, yes. Well, I've reached a new level in my work. Uh, What was your name again? Darrell. Like the cigarettes. Oh. They were my mom's brand. Well, Darrell, as I was saying... I've recently made some changes in my life. As a visual media artist, for years I've found my inspiration in natural deconstructive phenomena. Fire, for example. That explains the hair color. Then, a few months ago, I began experiencing a serious creative block. Let's cut right to the gossip. You blame the Sussex County chapter of the Lady Muskrat's auxiliary for that, don't you? Well, partly, yes. Their Adopt-A-Highway cleanup project did make it harder to locate found objects to incorporate into my artwork for a while. To be fair, Mert. Myrtle. Right. You call it art. They call it trash you don't picked up from the highway. It's all in how you look at it, Morale. Doral. 
Right. Uh, not to rejoice in another's misfortune, but I was not unhappy when I heard that Sissy Marvell got clipped by that Greyhound bus while they were out there working. I gotta agree with you on that one, Mildred. Myrtle. Yeah. And just between you, me, and the swamp, Sissy's a real bitch. The only shame of it was Sissy wasn't the only one hurt by the loss of that finger. The Lady Scrats got so spooked about road work after that, they had to bow out of the state roadkill taxidermy championships. That was a bitter pill to swallow. Mighty bitter. Maybe so. But for me, both personally and artistically, the club made the right decision. Apparently, they all voted to stay indoors from here on out. I've heard their new service project is knitting condoms for the homeless. But that's neither here nor there. What's important here today is... Me and my art. Well, I wasn't going to say that, but what the hell, let's run with it. Go. Well, when I started having trouble coming up with new projects, I realized it wasn't only because the Lady Muskrats were making it hard to find good trash. I also seemed to have lost touch. Lost touch with my ability to translate the existential loneliness of discarded objects into profound statements about human longing and desires in the face of a wasteful society and the transformative power of art. Yeah. I'm not going to bother to try and figure out what you just said, because it sounds really boring. Now I'm a serious practitioner of meditation and yoga. And fortunately, I realized that the real problem was that my creative drive was being choked by a blockage of my sacral chakra. Uh-huh. You try Metamucil? No, it's not like that, Corral. Doral! Yes, your chakras are the energy that governs both mind and body. The sacral chakra, where my energy was blocked, is your passion and pleasure center. Okay, now we're talking. I want to hear all about this passion and pleasure center. Unless you're talking about phone sex. You're not talking about phone sex, are you, Myrna? Myrna, no. Good, because that is not a field you want to get into. Take it from me. So, anyway, tell me about this sacred chakra. Sacral chakra. Yeah, that. What is it? The sacral chakra is located in the pelvic area, and it's responsible for our emotions and the expression of our sensual and sexual desires. It's also the center of our creativity, which is why I needed to concentrate on that area. To overcome the block, I began advanced tantric yoga exercises to stimulate the sacral chakra. Now we're getting to the good stuff. Sing it, sister. So I began with white tantra, a type of yoga performed to hone spiritual growth. That helped, but it wasn't until I moved on to red tantra, which is advanced exploration of sex and sexuality with a partner, that I began to experience an explosion. I'm sorry I'm late, Virgil. Oh, shush a minute, Harmon. It just started to get good. Call 911 off my list. I'm ready for a break here anyway. Oh, crap. We'll be back to talk some more with Yertle the Turtle. Hey, Virgil, can you... Whatever. About her art show, which opens this Friday at the, uh, the Fuzzy Duck Gallery in Ditchwater. And more importantly, about this Yogi Bear sex thing. Tantric Yoga Purell. Doral! And it's not Yogi sex. Whatever floats your boat. Doral! I want out of here! Where'd the fucking door go? Jesus wept. You don't pay me enough for this, asshole! I gotta go take care of this. R-M-U-K. I'll have to ask Mitch about that when he sobers up. 
Thank God. I couldn't take any more of that. Jeez, Harmon, you look like you've been red hard and put up wet. What's going on? I, uh, nothing. I'm just... Let's just say I'm tired of listening to Myrtle. <laughs> she invited you over for dinner again last night, didn't she? I should think you'd know by now there's a price tag comes with a home-cooked meal. I gotta say, spending an evening with Myrtle yammering away about her art is more than I'd be willing to pay for a bowl of her chicken and dumplings. You have no idea. It's more than... Oh, hell, Virgil, I gotta level with you. That damn woman's wearing my ass out. Wearing you out? Harmon Truesdale, the laziest man in Delaware, worn out? Well, good for her. Never thought the day would come when someone managed to wear you out. It's never happened at the store here, that's for sure. I'll cut it out, Virgil. So, how are you paying for your supper, Harmon? Just washing dishes, or has she got you doing handyman stuff like putting up shelves and fixing leaky faucets? No, Virgil, she's not making me do chores. Well, what then? Well, no, no, it's too embarrassing. Oh, come on, you can tell me. Yeah, right, like when I told you about the cow incident. For months, I couldn't go anywhere without people mooing at me. They'd see me and say, oh, there's Harmoon. Well, that won't happen this time, I swear. Promise. Cross my heart and hope to die. All right. Okay. Shit, I can't believe I'm telling you this. When I go over to Myrtle's house for dinner, well, you see, afterwards, me and Myrtle, we've been kind of uh, digging for night crawlers in the old cucumber patch, if you catch my drift. Really? Well, that's a surprise. I wouldn't have pegged Myrtle for an angler. Freshwater, salt, or both? No, I'm not talking about fishing, Virgil. It's more like I... We... Well, we've been... Buttering the old biscuit and passing the gravy. You know. Oh, yeah. That's a problem. I love me some biscuits and gravy, but it ruins the whole experience if the biscuits are stale. Are you fucking high? Jeez, what is wrong with you? Read my lips, Virgil. Myrtle and I have been batter-dipping the corn dog, ironing the onion, banging the banana, polishing the papaya, poking the porpoise. Shit, Virgil, do I have to spell it out for you? I guess so. I thought I was detecting a theme there until you threw Flipper into the mix. Crap. All right. Myrtle and I have been... Having sex. What? We've been having sex! Oh, my! Mrs. Pucker, wait! Harmon, you sure know how to pick your moments, don't you? That is not the kind of thing you announce in front of the preacher's wife. She's probably hightailing it home to start rounding up the flames of fire and grace right primitive Baptist lady prayer warriors for a picket brigade right here. You and Myrtle, huh? Can't say I'm surprised. She's been trying to land you ever since she moved to town. Lord knows why, but there's no accounting for taste, I guess. On either side. Oh, that's not the whole story. There's more? I just hope it don't involve food. You've just knocked corn dogs, onions, bananas, and papaya off the list of things I can eat. No, it's just that when we're together, at some point in the proceeding, she asked me to get the boa. The what? The boa. She wants me to wrap it around my neck. Is she crazy? Are you? No way. That thing could cut off your breath faster than a three-tailed polecat with a case of the farts. 
It's not that tight, really. Harmon, you're playing with fire here. Does Chief Chief know about this? I think you gotta have an exotic animal license to keep a big snake like that. What? Wait. No, no, wait. It's it's not a snake boa. It's a feather boa. Oh. Okay, that's weird, too. It's a step up from the snake, but still weird. Makes you wear feathers, does she? And a hat. A big old wide-ass hat. Do you have any idea how stupid a man looks when he's standing there buck naked, wearing nothing but a purple feather boa and a Sunday go-to-meeting hat? I look like Hello Dolly with a pecker. I hate you right now for making me imagine that. Yeah, well, you asked. So, she's been asking you to dress up for her. Yeah. And you do it. Yeah. Why, for God's sake? Well, she smells like Chanel Number no. 5 in desperation. I can't help myself. You know, I don't think embarrassing even scratches the surface. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, Lord, kill me now. What? The second time I went over there, she stopped in the middle of the proceedings and said she wanted a memento of our time together. A visual memento. She wanted a... Oh shit, Harmon. You gotta be careful about that. You'd let her take dick pics, or worse, a video, and it could end up on the interwebs. The Lady Prayer Warriors will call in reinforcements from Virginia to Jersey to shut our store down if that happens. No, no, she wasn't talking about taking pictures with a camera, Virgil. She wanted to paint me. Do what? She wanted to paint a picture of me, naked, with the hat and the feathers and everything. You're kidding. I wish I was. So, did you have to pose with her before shaking the sheets or after? During. Embarrassing is now in the rearview mirror. With creepy climbing right up my bumper. So, you're doing the horizontal bop and she's got you posing. Yeah. You know how hard it is to have to stop the proceedings every so often so she can get my good side? Thank God I don't. And she gets pain all over me. Gives new meaning to the phrase blue balls. Thanks for that. I'll have to gouge my eyes out to get that image out of my head. It has me so freaked out, I don't know whether to kill myself or go bowling. Why in the hell don't you just call it quits and stop going over there? Well, you know, it's... It's sex. Gotcha. Ain't like that comes along every day. It does with Myrtle, which is the other problem. Really? I swear, Harmon, I don't know how this kind of thing happens to you. I wish I hadn't gone when she asked me to come over and look at her postcard collection. Oh, right. She had those old-timey French cheesecake picks off eBay. How were those, anyway? Well, nothing to write home about. The women had all the right parts and stuff, but they were shaped funny. Probably on account of all those corsets and bloomers and shit they had to wear. Made them look like a tube of toothpaste that got squeezed too hard in the middle. Hey, you knew there were dirty pictures on those postcards? How'd you know? I had a hunch. I only went because she said she'd make me dinner and buy the beer. Ain't like free beer comes along every day, either. Nope, that's a fact. It didn't take me too long to figure out what she was up to, though. While we're looking at the postcards, I started to put two and two together. You did, huh? Yeah. I figured out that the dinner and the free beer and the dirty postcards were all just part of a plot to get me over to her house so she could lure me into her boudoir. No kidding. Never saw that one coming, huh? Sure didn't. I mean, if I'd known, I probably wouldn't have worn my Wednesday undershorts over there. Your Wednesday undershorts? Yeah, from the Days of the Week collection. 
kind of embarrassing to be caught still wearing your Wednesdays on a Friday. Imagine so. So, here's the thing. She started telling me about this book she's got called The Camel Suture and says she's doing these tantrum yoga exercises and she's doing all this so she can get on an astral plane. An astral plane, huh? They fly out of Philly or Baltimore? Dunno. I'm not really sure what her travel plans are, but it seems to have something to do with going someplace where she can make better art than she makes now. Yeah, maybe she's going to take some art lessons somewhere. Lord knows she could use them. Could be. But all I know is that this tantrum yogurt thing involves playing hide the salami for hours on end, and she's using me for it. Now, wait a minute. You say she's using you for sex. She told me right at the get-go that she wasn't looking to have a relationship. It's just that her tantrum yogi required her to have a lot of sex, and I was available. Eh, she's got a point there. You're about as available as they come. Not many folks around here with a calendar emptier than yours. Yeah, I guess. Damn, Hartman, I hate to say it, but you lucky bastard. I suppose. I don't know. It's it's just that... What now? I feel so cheap. Oh, for the love Not of... Not only that, but she's going to get on a plane and whoosh on out of here, isn't she? What? Just slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's all I am to her. Well, if that don't just twist the tail off the monkey... Harmon, you've spent most of your adolescence and your entire adult life trying to find a woman who'll have sex with you without tying you down. And now that you've got one, you're getting all bent out of shape about it. I know, but put yourself in my position. I'd love to, but that's not the point. The point is that you and Myrtle Merkel are about the worst idea for a couple since John and Lorena Bobbitt. You know that, right? Well, yeah. So pull yourself together, man. You know this thing ain't gonna last, so just take it for what it is. I can't believe you're whining and crying about having too much sex, and with a woman who's not angling to tie you down. I'm not crying. I'm just exhausted. The Harmon Truesdale I know would never say that. This Harmon Truesdale says you never got in the sack with Myrtle. I cannot believe my ears. The Harmon Truesdale I know is a man who loves his freedom. Man who takes him as he finds him, who never looks back in regret, and never looks ahead neither. Who loves them and leaves them before they leave him. A man who loves women who love men, or women who love women, or any other combination you can think of along those lines. Where's that music coming from? Ice cream truck. Listen to me, Harmon. My Harmon Truesdale is a man who wholeheartedly and without reservation jumps in the sack without discriminating on the basis of looks, personality, age, height, weight, hygiene, number of teeth, or misspelled tattoos. A man who, in his dedication to blissfully ignorant bachelorism and a God-given gift for inadvertently knowing exactly when and how to be a complete asshole, is the finest example of total selfish male self-preservation that I have ever known. That's the Harmon Truesdale I know. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, damn it. Can I get an amen? I'll give you an amen and raise you a hallelujah on that one, brother. Oh, thanks, Virgil. What the hell was I thinking? Beats me. Big question is, what are you thinking now? I'm thinking I don't want to do Myrtle. Right. And? And I don't want to scrape any more pain off of my... Gotcha. What else? I want to get some sleep instead of being forced to have hot, sweaty sex night after night after... Hey, wait a minute. Stay with me here, buddy. I don't want to lose you. 
Look at me. There's other women out there. You're right, Verge. Myrtle Merkel is leaving on a jet plane, and that leaves me footloose and fancy-free, ready and willing to get down and dirty with whoever I stumble over next. Damn straight. This ain't your first rodeo, buddy. You've been dumped by better than Myrtle Merkel. Absolutely. Let's hope she flies off to those painting classes sooner rather than later. Damn straight. Corbin! I'm gonna get you! Hey, Psycho Bob, you're out. How you doing? Fuck you! I will kill you, Harmon! You gotta catch me first. That guy, he buzzed me up. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, Myrtle. You know, until Myrtle seduced me, I'd only seen that art she made by gluing together trash she finds out at the dump. But all she wants to do with me is paint. Based on the last two weeks, I say she's moved into her pornographic Norman Rockwell on acid period. Well, maybe after she takes some art classes, she could do something like that picture of the dogs playing poker behind the bar at the shot in the dark. I love that one. Probably. The one she did of the two of us, it's kind of weird. I mean, my skin's not really that green, and I've never seen myself making that particular face. But she actually paints pretty good. I'm pretty sure anybody looking at it would know right off the bat that it's me. Whoa, it, it looks like you? Oh, yeah, spitting image. She's better with paint than she is with trash. And Myrtle's in it, too? Yep, her bedroom's got more mirrors in it than a state fair funhouse. The two of you are in flagrante erecto, and it looks exactly like both of you? Well, yeah, Virgil, that's what it is. Now, can we stop talking about it? I need to get back to the kitchen to get things ready for the lunch crowd. Sure, Harmon. I just got one question. How are you going to show your face in this town again once everybody gets a gander at you and Myrtle doing the consummation cha-cha and living color? Oh, nobody's going to see it except me and Myrtle. I told her I'd only pose for her if she let me have the painting. Well, that's good. For once, you did your thinking with the big head. It's a shame Myrtle painted herself into it. Otherwise, you could have hung it over your bed as a preview of things to come, so to speak. Nah, I'll probably burn it as soon as she gives it to me. She hadn't given it to you yet? No, she says I can have it once she's done with her art show at the Fuzzy Duck Gallery. Hey, Virgil, can I use your phone? Sure, Booty, come on in. I heard the siren. What did Chief Chief get you for this time? DWP. Driving without pants again, huh? Yeah, Mom is not going to be happy. Damn, Booty. I know it's warm, but running around in your BVDs is not the answer. Yeah, I know, Virgil. I want to put air conditioning in the ice cream truck. But between the weather and the fines and the jail time, I just never seem to be able to get ahead enough to afford it. Well, here's an idea. How about buying yourself a pair of Bermudas? Mama says there's no need for store-bought shorts now that Grandpa Sheets has passed. She keeps cutting down his old pants for me, but they don't fit worth a darn. Your grandpa was a big guy. I hate them. I tried holding them up with suspenders. But I had to hike the waistband up under my armpits. And the crotch still came down to my knees. I felt stupid. Oh, you think running around in your Fruit of the Looms is better? It's a lot more comfortable than getting in Grandpa's pants. You know, Booty, you might make more money off that ice cream truck if you wore pants. You think? I'm just saying, some folks might think twice about giving their kid a dollar to go buy ice cream from a guy with a jail record and no pants. Now, Harmon. You'd know that wouldn't make one bit of difference. Booty's BVDs are practically a town tradition. I bet there's some old-timers around here wouldn't even recognize him if they saw him wearing pants. Chief Chief's the only one who's got a problem with it. And Mama, I'd better go call her and ask her to bring me a pair of pants. 
Chief Chief won't give me my ice cream truck back unless I cover my butt. Use the phone in the back office. Thanks, Virgil. Don't you sit in my chair, though. Hey, Virgil. Hey, Harmon. Hey, Hello, Velma. Hey, How you hi. doing today? It's you. Hello. Oh, and, um, oh, hell. I, uh, I, I gotta get back to my kitchen. I gotta pound my salami. I mean, grind my sausage. Oh, for lunch, I mean. Uh, oh, shit. I gotta go. Oh, yeah. Whatever, Harmon. Hey, was that booty sheets I just saw come over here? Yeah, he's back in the office calling his mom. Thought I'd recognize those tidy whities I need to get up with him about doing some yard work at the club. But I think I'd rather wait until he got some pants on so I don't have to get distracted when I talk to him. He always looks like he's got a live weasel stuffed down the front of those shorts. So, what brings you to town today? Just ran a few errands and thought I'd swing in, get a cup of coffee for the trip back. Hey, Virgil, I gotta ask you something. What's gotten into Harmon? Do you know? He's acting kind of weird. Not real positive, Velma, but... Knowing Harmon, it's probably more a case of what he got into rather than the other way around. Is he still embarrassed about losing his pet muskrat at the strip club? You know, I can't stay mad at him. I already told him I'm over it, and he can come back any time. And he did a nice job repainting the back wall after the fire. No harm, no foul, right? No, Mama. Do not bring me those purple velvet bloomers. I told you I'm not wearing those. Booty! Keep it down back there. Velma, it's just Harmon being Harmon, that's all. I guess. Let me head on over to the lunch counter and get him to fix me up with a cup of coffee. He's pretty busy right now trying to straighten out his thoughts, which this morning will probably involve a crowbar and a roll of duct tape. I'll get your coffee for you. Hey, Virgil, I just realized. Where's Aloysius this morning? You take him to the doggy daycare today? Nah, he's around here somewhere. Might be back in the kitchen helping Harmon. You stupid mutt. How many times I gotta tell you to stay out from under my feet? Yep, he's in the kitchen. Hang on, I'll get your coffee in a second. I just need to put something on my reminder list before I forget. Order glassware. All righty then, let's get you a cup of coffee. Harmon, everything okay back Hell there? No, everything is not fucking okay. This stupid asshole of a dog of yours is oh, hi, my you're still here. And, oh, look, I, I found Aloysius here for you. Oh, um, this, uh, this tarn little dickens of a dog here. Well, yep, that's Aloysius there. I know how much you love him, and I guess, uh, well, I trip. My fault. My fault entirely. Excuse the noise. Gotta go. Okay, that was weird. Hey there, Aloysius. Come here, boy. Let me give you a little belly rub. Come on, baby. You know, I think Harmon's main problem is he's not getting enough sleep. Oh, yeah? I can't imagine what he's finding to do at night in this town. Has he got a new hobby or something? I guess you could say that. Now that's intriguing. So what exactly is he doing? Uh, painting the bedroom or something. I, I don't know. You know how Harmon blathers on about stupid stuff? I don't even listen to him most of the time. Really, Virgil? That's terrible. What's terrible? You don't listen to him. Well, Velma, I mean, it's Harmon. If I actually listened to every little thing that came out of that idiot's mouth... Seriously, Virgil? That's how you talk about your best friend and business partner? Well, yeah. Virgil, you learn a lot about human nature and what makes people tick when you run a strip club... Honestly, if you ask me, there's something wrong with Harmon. You think, Velma? 
I wouldn't say it's anything new. There's always something wrong with Harmon. Virgil, I'm serious. So am I. Virgil, now listen to me. Harmon is acting just plain weird. You say he's not sleeping at night, he's tripping over his own feet, and he's barely able to put words together to make a complete sentence? Well, that's pretty much normal for Harmon. No, it's not. And another thing, he's always joking and flirting with any female who walks in here, especially me. But lately, well, you saw how he acted with me. It's like he can't even get away fast enough. There's something wrong. Boy's been wrong since the day he was born. Virgil, stop that. If you ask me, Harmon's depressed. Depressed? What do you mean depressed? I mean clinically depressed, not interacting with others, overly tired. It's, ugh. Is he unusually grouchy and irritable? Well, yeah, but that pretty much describes everybody in Mucky Land. No, that describes you, Virgil, not everybody. Now, Felda, listen. Harmon's just tired, that's all. You're always complaining about how lazy he is and saying he never does anything but sleep. Excessive sleep being another sign of depression, I might add. Well, all I got to say is Harmon's always going to have problems, mostly of his own making. There is nothing we can do about that. Oh, yes, there is. I was afraid you were going to say that. You can start by being nice to him instead of putting him down all the time. But Velma... Our whole relationship is based on me making fun of Harmon. Virgil, that's so wrong. You need to stop. It's obviously having an effect on him, and I'm going to do the best I can to get him to open up and talk to me about what is bothering him. Ooh, I don't think that's a good idea, Velma. Don't argue, Virgil. In my opinion, the best thing for Harmon is to know that he's got friends who love him. If I had to take a guess, I'd say that being unloved is not Harmon's problem right now. Here's your coffee. Two sugars, no cream, right? Right, thanks. Shoot! I've got to run. Remember, Harmon just needs a little help from his friends. You be nice to him and tell him. I'm going to give him a call and invite him over to my place for dinner tonight. Tell him. I'll buy the beer. Bye now. Harmon, get out here. Is she gone? Yeah, she's gone. Harmon, what in the world is going on? Nothing, birds. Nothing's going on. I know better, Harmon. And Velma noticed it, too. You're acting all weird and shit every time she comes in. She thinks you're depressed. I'm not depressed. I'm just tired. That's what I told her. And confused. You go through life confused, Harmon. I don't see much hope of changing that at this point. Now just try and cover it up some around the customers. It's kind of hard around Velma, but I'll try, Virgil. You got Velma all concerned about you over nothing. Really? No, Mama. I can't buy you any more cigarettes. On account of your oxygen tank, you already blew the laundry room off the back of the house. Shut up, booty! Velma's worried about me, huh? Yeah, she thinks you need to tell her all about your troubles. She's going to call you later. Velma's going to call me? To invite you over for dinner tonight. Tonight? Velma wants to invite me to dinner tonight? Oh, shit, 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 shit! Now, see, Harmon, this is the kind of weird behavior I've been talking about. What the hell's the matter with you? I gotta go over and hump Myrtle tonight. She says I gotta be there and ready for liftoff by 6.31 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, or her chakras will get all out of order. And Lord knows what new kind of hell that might unleash on the world. So tell Velma you can't do dinner. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? What's the big deal? The big deal is I could be doing dinner with Velma, and instead I'll be doing Myrtle. That's what the big deal is. Since when has free beer ever been a better offer than free sex? 
Oh, wait, wait, crap. Y- you can't. Harmon, she's my sister. Can't help it, Verge. She's amazing. Lord, shoot me now. Hi, I'm Chris Polo, the creator of Mucky Landing, a sort of a podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Mucky Landing, Harmon's Dilemma, which featured the amazingly talented Mike Polo as Virgil Slatter, Bruce Leister as Harmon Truesdale, Patty Gatto as Darrell Bernstein, Kevin Smith as Mitch Pohunk, Gina Shuck as Myrtle Merkel, Darren Dell as Booty Sheets, Dave Crown as Psycho Bob, and Kristen Garamoni as Velma Bella Zamboni. Sound design for Mucky Landing is by the aforementioned and multi-talented Mike Polo. Our theme song and incidental music is written and performed by our music director, the increasingly infragable Jim Rezac. For more of Jim's amazing music, treat yourself and check out jimrezacmusic.com. That's Rezac with a C at the end, not a K. Harmon's Dilemma was written by Bruce Leister and myself, even though both of us have been repeatedly warned about drinking together in the presence of writing implements. If you like Mucky Landing, we want to point you in the direction of another podcast we think you'll enjoy. Ian Goes Postal by our friends at Feral Penguin Productions takes you to another very small town, this time on the other side of the pond, where a young man named Ian copes with oversexed dogs, seagull armies, and the odd inhabitants of Dudley Moore's Scotland, and their even odder habits. It's kind of like Mucky Landing, but with a different accent. Listen to it wherever you find your favorite podcasts. For more about Harmon, Virgil, and everyone else in Mucky Landing, visit muckylanding.com, where you can listen, subscribe, comment, or sign up for the Mucky Landing mailing list. Be sure to tell your friends about us, and please give us some love by rating or reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps. Again, thank you for your support, and keep an ear out for Episode 4 of Mucky Landing, Blindfolds, Please. Chuffy.